This is All About Devils by Moses Hull, an inquiry as to whether modern spiritualism and other great reform comes from his satanic majesty and his subordinates in the kingdom of darkness, which if that is an edgy enough title, I don't know what is. Um, and the, the inscription is, and God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. I'm reading this primarily for understanding because I have a lot better uh, retention when I see and hear a text, and uh, mostly because I like to read aloud. Um, this was written in 1890. Um, if you look for a hard copy, as I have today, on eBay or uh, Amazon, you will find one that is $90 and is like a remix edition. Don't... Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the preface. As a general thing, I do not intend to write anything that needs an apology. As for the matter of this book, I am sure no apology is needed. The world needs it. Devils and hobgoblins have long kept the world back from progress. In some passages, the manner of presenting the truths here given may seem to border somewhat on the sarcastic, possibly on the blasphemous. Should any apology be needed for that, let it be found in the facts that are the whole question. If it were not so ridiculous, would be a sublime sarcasm. The clergy have been misrepresenting the devil, slandering the devil, libeling the devil, and firing their heavy guns at the devil for over a thousand years. But they are very careful in all they do never to hit him, for they know that one effective blow dealt the devil in the right spot would stop all their business and dry up the fountains of their support. The devil is truly the drive wheel of theology. Ministers preach and pray and fast and beg for money and take immense salaries and God, as God's especial agents to fight the devil. When they kill the devil, there will be no one to tempt Christians, no one to lead astray, no one to sow infidel or spiritualistic doubts. In fact, there will be no further use for the church or its clergy. Rest assured, the clergy have seen the point, and hence they, in all their shots at the devil, have aimed to just miss him. This farce of the church and its ministry has, perhaps, caused me to, in places, seem unnecessarily sarcastic. This pamphlet has been hastily written with the design of starting the reader to think in a rational manner on the questions introduced. If the devil in these pages has had his due, no one will be better satisfied than I. I never know if the, the little mini titles underneath the original chapter title is supposed to be read, so I'm just going to do it. If it's wrong, uh, somebody email me and let me know. Chapter 1. The case stated. What might have been expected. Why the devil argument is popular. The facts not denied. Not tricks. Testimony of a minister. The electricity argument. A cheap explanation. Do devils work miracles? Can devils work miracles? A dilemma. Bible proved true by the devil's miracles. It was not to be expected that the churches and the ministers who have had a monopoly of guiding the religious thought of the world would sit down and tamely submit to seeing themselves flanked by the spiritual world, insomuch that the people in great numbers turn from them to the light of the spiritual philosophy without entering some kind of protest. In their efforts to stop the onward march of the new religion, which, in the minds of the people, is rapidly supplanting the old, they will, of course, use the arguments which seem to them the most effectual. 
Today, the most common and popular resort of the clergy in its opposition to spiritualism is to Revelations 14.14. 14. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth, and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. I really see but little in the argument drawn from this text, unless it is the sound of that horrible word, devils, is calculated to frighten a few who are moved by sound rather than sense. Why the popularity of this objection? Why it is that this objection should become so popular with a certain class of ministers, I must frankly confess I cannot tell, unless it is for want of mental capacity to invest in objections which do not sound so loud, and yet really have so much more weight. Indeed, this is the only objection against spiritualism which does not, in some way, place the onus probendi on the hand of the objector. Every other objection implies some knowledge and requires knowledge to back it up. Let an objector, anywhere or at any time in the 90s, arise before an audience of 20 persons and undertake to argue that the facts do not occur, and he is liable to be met not by fools and know-nothings, but by men and women of brains, honest men and women, who say to him, Sir, you are mistaken. I know the manifestations occur. I have seen them. It takes a man more bold than wise to run against the united testimony of more than ten millions of witnesses. It is dangerous ground, few care to tread thereon. Should another step in to the front and say, Yes, the manifestations occur, but they are all tricks played by persons who pretend to be mediums. An editor in the city of New York steps to the front and says, I have $10,000 deposited in the First National Bank of New York for you. When you explain, on the hypothesis of tricks, certain things I have seen and certain tests and communications which have come to me. He afterward says, I am authorized by certain capitalists to increase this offer to a round million. No trickster takes the offers. Mediums are poor. They need the money. Many of them are avaricious. They want money, but they do not take this offer. The country is full of exposers of spiritualism, all of them after money, and yet none of them can be induced to accept this man's million dollars. I submit that this looks bad. It makes very thin ice for those to skate on or who, on who say spiritualism is a trick. On this point, I am tempted to give the testimony of one of the most popular opposers of spiritualism in the world. Reverend Miles Grant of Boston, in his Spiritualism Unveiled, page 3, says, Some have assumed that all the manifestations of spiritualism were the result of trickery, practiced by the mediums and those associated with them. This assumption might have answered very well in the early history of spiritualism, but he who makes such a statement now would only show that he knew but little about the facts in the case. We think no one, after a little reflection, would venture to say, of many thousands and even millions of spiritualists, among whom a large number of men and women are noted for intelligence, honesty, and veracity, that there are only playing tricks on each other, while, at the same time, they most boldly affirm that they are perfectly sincere in their beliefs that the manifestations come from the spirits of friends. Can anyone tell what object all these fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, children, dear friends, and loved companions can have in pretending that they have communicated with spirits from when they know, and at the same time that they are only deserve deceiving each other by means of trickery? 
we think such a position is but little less than absurdity and must be given up by those who would treat the subject with candor. Such testimony as the foregoing needs but little comment. It is the testimony of one who is ransacking all creation trying to find something against spiritualism. Surely their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being the judges. Not electricity. Let still another say, it is electricity, or it is the odd force, he implies certain knowledge of those forces which make some explanation on his part necessary. Men have spent a lifetime studying electricity. They have taught it to carry messages through the land and under the sea. They have made it light our houses and our streets. They make it run a printing press and streetcars, but no one has, as yet, been able to make it talk, give tests, or manifest any other intelligence that comes through the operator at either end of the wires. So the best electricians in the world have said, no electricity cannot produce or explain the spiritual phenomenon. Thus the world, in its search for arguments against spiritualism, failed to find them unless a class of cheap ministers came to the front and settled all questions by informing the world that it is all done by the devil. If not by the old boss devil, then by his myriads of subordinates, who people the atmosphere surrounding our earth. When the minister is asked to explain this work of the devil, his answer, in substance, is, How the devil do you suppose I know? The devil is a worker of miracles and can do things beyond our power of explanation. To prove that I have neither misapprehended nor misrepresented this matter, I quote again from Mr. Grant. They, the spirits, are deceiving men and women by the means of miracles, and leading a multitude to adopt doctrines of devils instead of the truth of the Bible. I have similar testimonies from other ministers, but this must suffice. If the above position be true, the devil objection requires no argument, no outlay of brain force, no erudition, no logic. Educate a parrot to say devil, and he at once becomes as eloquent as a faithful expounder of the opposition to spiritualism. How they kill the Bible. The text, our friends the enemy, quotes, says, These are spirits of devils working miracles. Now, the devil is a worker of miracles, or is he not? If he is not a worker of miracles, then the text which says he is, is false. But if he is a worker of miracles, then miracles cannot be used as the proof of any religion. For the very miracles used to prove the truth of the religion may have been wrought by his satanic majesty. Ministers know the Bible is true, of course they do. But you ask them how they know it, and they will, every one of them, tell you sooner or later that they know it by the miracles which have been wrought in attestation of its truth. At first it may not appear exactly clear how a miracle could prove the Bible true, or how a miracle could prove anything. How an axe floating on the water, or a man walking on the water, or three men enjoying a quiet sit-down in a fire, could prove anything more than in the two former cases the axe and the man had lost their specific gravity, or the water became more buoyant than usual, and in the latter that these men had more power to resist heat than usual, I cannot see. Suppose Jonah did live three days and three nights in the stomach of a fish. That only proves that the diluted condition of the fish's gastric juices, 
or the weakness of his digestive apparatus, and leaves us to infer that he might have stayed a day or two longer, or possibly taken up his permanent residence there, only this and nothing more. The miracles wrought by Moses in Egypt were, the most of them, duplicated by the Egyptians. We believe Moses beat them in the louse business. Probably it was too lousy a trick for the devil's agents to dabble in. Otherwise, these miracles prove as much for the magicians as they do for Moses. No, says my clerical friend, God alone has power to work miracles, and he never uses it except as proof to the world that a certain message is from him. Miracles are given in confirmation of the Bible, and therefore prove it true. Is that so? Then the text quoted is wrong. I repeat, the devil is, or is he not, a miracle worker? If he is a miracle worker, then miracles do not prove the Bible true, for he being a worker of miracles may, for aught any one can know to the contrary, have wrought the very miracles for which the Bible is proved to be of divine origin. He is sharp enough to do that, and it would be exactly like one of his devilish tricks. Thus, it is demonstrated that the devil is not a worker of miracles, or that miracles do not prove the Bible true. But if the devil is not a worker of miracles, the text quoted above is false, for it says, they are spirits of the devil's working miracles. That's all I'm going to read for today. That was chapter one. Um, I'm going to keep them small and manageable so that I don't get as overwhelmed as I did with Pride and Prejudice. Um, you can email me at hiddeninthesnow at gmail. Um, and have a great day. Bye.